Welcome to Coastline Church, seeking renewed faith in Humboldt County by being settled and secure in God's love. To learn more, visit coastlinefoursquare.com. I thought it was kind of uh, appropriate to speaking on the heart today, the integrity of the heart. Um, but I want to share from my heart for just a minute or two. Uh, when I came to here to Humboldt County in 1988, it was to begin a journey that would forever, ever change my life and the life of my family, the life of my friends, and anybody who knows me. Because I came from Southern Cal, and everything there, um, well, most of everything there was a lot of fakeness and materialism, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So we weren't necessarily digging deep and getting healing. And so in 1988, when we arrived here on the beloved April 1st, uh, <laughs> I arrived here on April 1st, it, became, it began a healing journey. And you know how the Bible says in Isaiah that um, prepare the highway of the Lord, you know, remove the stones, remove the rubble, uh, make the way, you know, even sometimes the valley had to be brought up, sometimes the mountains had to be brought low, but it said in essence that we would make a highway of holiness. And I feel like in my life that that has definitely happened. And, and since being here, um, tremendous, tremendous healing and health and wholeness. And I want to let you know that in the last 24 hours, this, this thing that I knew about God, but I couldn't prove, so I would not speak about it, um, was, was uh, given to me today. And I want you, my church family, to be among the first to hear it. And so today I'm talking about um, the heart, and I want to start with um, Abimelech, and this is in Genesis 20, if you want to uh, read along in your Bible, or we do have it on overhead, so I'm going to just go ahead and read it. It is on your handout as well, if that's easier for you to see. And Abraham journeyed from there to the south and dwelt between Kadesh and Shur and stayed in Gerar. Now Abraham said of Sarah his wife, she is my sister. And Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent and took Sarah. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, Indeed, you are a dead man because of the woman whom you have taken, for she is a man's wife. But Abimelech had not yet come near her, and he said, Lord, will you slay a righteous nation also? Did he not say to me, she is my sister, and she, even she herself has said, he is my brother. In the integrity of my heart and innocence of my hands, I have done this. And God said to him in a dream, Yes, I know that you did this in the integrity of your heart, for I also withheld you from sinning against me. Therefore, I did not let you touch her. Now, therefore, restore the man's wife, for he is a prophet, and he will pray for you, and you shall surely live. Oh, sorry, it's live, not surely. But if you do not restore her, know that you shall surely die, you and all who are yours. Again, that's Genesis 21 through 6. It's in the King James Version. And so Abimelech, he didn't know God, okay? He did not know God. It was not revealed to him. But as much as was revealed to him, 
he had a great honor and a respect and a reverence um, for the God of the Hebrews. And so um, in that day when a king was a king, when you were coming or speaking to the king, it was like you were speaking also to his nation, all right? So uh, he thought himself as a righteous nation in him, himself as much as that he knew. And so I, I really like this because he meant well, he means well, he wasn't, he wasn't exactly God-fearing, but he had a reverence of God that he understood. And this word of integrity of heart in this uh, particular scripture here, the Hebrew word is like, it looks like tom, T-O-M. Some people pronounce it as tom. And it's known as anything that is fully complete. So it's not saying that it's perfect. It's not saying that a person never sins. It's just saying that it's complete or that it's full. And I don't know about you, but I've been in uh, church since I was four years old and saved since I was four years old. And I have only heard the continual beating of the drum that the heart is deceitfully wicked and who can know it. The heart is deceitfully wicked and who can know it. The heart is deceitfully wicked and who can know it. And while that is a scripture in King James Version, I, I will be sharing a little bit uh, more from the Greek Septuagint, but um, what I wanted to say is that, oh, I feel so shaky, I'm so just like, Love in Jesus. Um, the scriptures say in the New Testament, the scriptures say that the Old Testament is there is for our learning, for our uh, correction, as in like a correction of glasses, and then also it says um, as a pattern. It, in some translation, it's called a pattern. And, and I don't know what you guys do in your devotions, but it used to be that once a year I would read the Bible through from cover to cover in a different translation each year. Just kind of like getting to know Jesus in a different way in each different translation. And year after year I would read that and I noticed patterns. My daughter is the same way. She picks up patterns and something just didn't sit right with me and ever since I'd say 1988, 89-90 since I got here and had a chance to really look at my heart and look at the things of God and look at the health that was available in Christ in us even before the new covenant which that's where we are we're looking back on the cross and we're in a new covenant um, I always knew there was something wrong there was something wrong in, and I figured well it's probably my understanding of the heart or what I've understood all the teaching of the heart to be and as you know uh, Jim Durkin has done a conference on the heart that was like three days long, and I'm sure he didn't even scratch the surface. So don't think that in a half hour's day you're going to get it all. But I just wanted to say that I noticed a pattern, and something wasn't right. Because even in the Old Testament, there's the scripture that I uh, mentioned on the back of your handout, um, Ezekiel, and I understand it's also mentioned in Jeremiah, very similar. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I thought, people, this was even in the Old Testament that the Lord was already kind of like foreshadowing it. So I don't know how it is in your world, but in my world, the most, the most 
and biggest and largest stumbling place, rock for people to travel with Jesus, unhindered that I have seen, is that they can't even trust their own heart. So they never really progress that much with Jesus. Because, oh, well, it's just safely wicked and who can know it and da 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 like, you know, robots, you know. And um, that, that is a dastardly lie. It is not true. Um, the Septuagint, which you may know, is Greek. And it's probably the earliest translation, if Wikipedia is to be believed on this part. Uh, it was probably written in Egypt, where probably most of the people spoke Greek. So that part right in there may or may not be true. but. It, it, but what, nevertheless, it is the Septuagint. It is in Jeremiah 17. And um, it is specifically in verse 9, but I want to start at verse 8 and read. And it's also on the overhead, and I have put it on your handout because I hope that you will be challenged by this, and I hope that you and the Lord will draw even closer together in this because this is so, so essential in my mind's eye for us to be able to actually walk with the Lord and walk with the Lord in a very close way. And so here it is out of the Greek Septuagint. Jeremiah 17, starting at verse 8 and uh, <clears throat> ending in 10. Did I do 11? Yeah, ending in 10. Okay. And he shall be as a thriving tree by the waters, and he shall cast forth his root toward a moist place. He shall not fear when heat comes, and there shall be upon him shady branches. He shall not fear in a year of drought, and he shall not fail to bear fruit. The heart is deep beyond all things, and it is the man and who can know him. Verse 10, I, the Lord, try the hearts and prove the reins to give to everyone according to his ways and according to the fruits of his devices. And when I read that, I had, I had texted Jim because I had hoped that we could do a little, um, uh, both of us share a little bit, you know, but he's having to work this morning. And um, he's, but he did find this Septuagint thing, which I didn't even know was in Bible Hub. I'm in Bible Hub all the time, and I didn't know that it was there. And he said, but you might look at Bible Hub, and, um, and I've also put that on the handout in case you want to um, look at it, or I think I did. Yeah, the top of the second page, uh, if you want to check me out on that. Uh, he said, you might check that out. And when I read it, I just knew in my heart, it was like, it's like you've had this beautiful puzzle all together, but there's been one piece missing. And so you're just like, wow, 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 wow. But then it, that one piece went in there, and all of a sudden, I could see it's this beautiful, beautiful picture of Jesus. It's a beautiful, beautiful picture of our relationship with him. And um, in this uh, word integrity and thumb, it also was connected to the, the, uh, the high priest. And you know how they wore the stones of the 12 tribes, right? There was rows and rows, 12 tribes, it was gems. And then so when they would inquire of the Lord, yes, no, should they do it, should they not? I'm not sure if it was like a... Uh, a battery-operated child's toy. That's the only thing I can think of that could be like this where it might light up or something. You know, those games you play, like Simon, 
where it lights up or whatever. But some people that are, have been really into history think that there was some kind of knowing that was on his chest that when he was inquiring of the Lord, while he was worshiping before the incense, in the shadow, but not inside the holy place, but in the shadow of the holy place, while he was worshiping, that somehow, some way, there was an indication of, of what he should do. And I just think, I, I just think it's just so awesome of the Lord, such integrity, even integrity, by the way, it's the first mention. So the first mention wasn't even a godly person that was, uh, you, that this word was utilized with. So we come to someone who is a pre-believer, and then we come to someone who is a believer as the priest, and then we come to us as priests and kings, the Lord says, uh, be, before his whole, in his holy nation, right? And so I think to see that pattern and to see how that fits and how that just makes totally clear to me, just in this one regard of the heart, that we can trust our, we can trust our hearts I can tell you one thing, that since I moved here and drawn closer to the Lord and understood some things about the Lord that were missing in my walk with the Lord when I was in Southern California, that I have actually been able to draw near to him. And if there were some places where I was way off, or maybe even just a little bit off, he brought correction to me in such a sweet way that it wasn't anything that, that I hated, or it wasn't anything like the, the man upstairs with the big fly swatter ready to smack your legs, you know, or something. But it was just a very tender thing, and it was, but it was very effective. It was very effective, and I'm very well aware when Father God in my heart is speaking to me because there's a different, there's a different sound with voice. I don't know how to say it, but it's just this inner witness, it's this inner knowing, and there's a different sound uh, when it is. And it would help me to draw near because in my family of origin, as I've said a million times, you never did draw near to a father for help. Heck no, you did not, you know. But now I'm learning since 1988, 1999 to the present, that I can draw near to him and that if I need to be corrected and if, if you think, oh, I might have some deception going on or something, that the Lord can correct it. The Lord is well and able to correct it. And Hebrews 10, 16 through 17 says, um, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds. I will write them. Then he adds, their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. Again, that's Hebrews 10, 16, and 17. So the message is pretty short today. Um, I just, I hope in my heart that you all will receive a level of breakthrough that you haven't had with the Lord and that it will just cause you to walk sure-footed, will cause you to walk with uh, fully balanced and fully complete and to know that God has done something within our hearts, and that's why he wants to live within them, is because there's something there of him. Because who's the most full of integrity of all? It would be the Lord, because he has all the facts, right? That if we knew it, we would agree with him that it was the best too. So Lord Jesus, 
Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I just thank you and I praise you, Lord, for this integrity of heart that you provide for us, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that through your word that you grant us freedom. Thank you through your word that you grant us completeness. Thank you uh, through your presence and your relationship with us that you cause us to draw close and that inside of you, Lord, we are not wicked. Are we, are we only not wicked? We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And God, I just praise you, Lord, and I thank you. In the precious name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for joining us today at Coastline Church. To find out more information, please visit coastlinefoursquare.com.